0: Hello, everybody. Welcome inside the 30-Minute Lunch Break Podcast. This is episode 161. On today's show, we'll be going over the latest in the NFL action, kind of what happened in week seven leading into week eight, recapping the first week of the NBA season, mainly getting into some Laker talk. So without further ado, my name is Brandon Rosenthal. Alongside me is my co-host and co-creator Eric Garcia. And then alongside me on the other side... It's social Mike. Fellows, how you guys doing today?
1: Good, good, man. Ready to we're go on. ahead and get we're into roll. it I'm ready
0: to roll. Yeah, man. Um it's been a it's been a minute since we met up. It's been like a couple of weeks. It is yeah. uh October twenty fourth. So it is now deep into October. We're deep into uh we're Q we're starting the fourth quarter of this year essentially, the years almost over, which is kinda of crazy in its own way. Uh we have the Dodger game on in the background right now, with the Laker game is starting right now, so a big night in LA. Always uh, and especially with the Dodgers in the World Series down zero to one games at the moment. So let's want to talk about the NFL. Yeah. That's a pivot. That's right. Pivot, right. Um, so a lot has happened in the NFL, as we 200. all know. Huh? Yeah, let's go 10 on the NFL. Right. We can see if we can. I'm sure Eric can <laughs> conjure up some horrible things to say about some teams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Rams are looking like the best team in the league. I think we're just going to free ball instead of, you know, kind of looking at, team, you know, game, going over games or just kind of what we're seeing. The Rams looked like the best team in the league. By far, um, without a doubt.
1: I already want to kind of a little disagree with you because I think think think, after last week, no matter how much, Kansas City is the best team in the league right now. You think so? I think, who have the Rams beat that's good? The Niners, bro. Come on. So, uh, you just answered my question. My bad. Um, So, how close the Kansas City... Kept it with the Patriots is better than anything
0: like to me. Like, they're true. and then they smash on the Bengals, who we thought who, were all
1: and, and not even who we thought. that's that's an okay yeah. team at okay. least. Maybe yeah. they're not be as well, good as we thought they were going to be. But the first,
0: in our in our Q one uh, power rankings, which please go check out on our website thirty minute lunch and they were number like four or three, like they were mm-hmm. four and one at the time. That's you know they were looking ball. really really good, yeah. and you know they've lost two straight since now are four and three, but. The Chiefs are. Well, wasn't a it to the Ravens one. and the Chiefs or something? Yeah, like and the two Reno. good teams. Yeah. Right. So, like you said, definitely one and two. You know, the Rams are seven and us. Maybe you got to give them that edge if you want to give them that edge. But Eric has a really, really good point that they really haven't beaten um, anybody worth ve- like to the level that the Chiefs have beaten them. And the Chiefs no, also dismantle teams,
2: right? Uh, I think. Oh, oh shit! As I have it in the background, um, the best opponent, I guess, for the Rams would be the Vikings. And they're not, you know, they're, like you know, said, who they're, part, they're, they're more like of a par. Bengals. They're not on par of an opponent, correct. They're not on par of an opponent as to what they've played. So, oh. yeah, um, yeah, they haven't played anybody worthy.
0: Um. But I will say this. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to pull up the Rams schedule that's, real quick. P-
1: that's also being very nippy because at the same time, the Rams are the best team also. Right. Well, so, they, look, they got the, the, they got the Packers on Sunday. That's good, and that's a so that's, no, that's good. That's no.
0: a good team. Aaron, that's anytime good. you play, yeah, anytime, yeah. anytime so, you're playing Aaron Rodgers with a chance to do it's something It's on the special, road, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. they're and in
2: Green Bay. They beat um, Seattle, in Seattle for what that's yeah. worth. And so. that was a tough game. It's a rival. That was a and tough game. They went game. for it on fourth. So yeah, it was a big game. So maybe not as a, like again, not not at a at a level of an opponent that Kansas City has been, you know, been in ball games with. But yeah, I mean, worthy of the one spot? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I,
0: I, it's, it's really them, too. Right. So back I mean, to the same point that we yeah. always keep making. 1A, one
2: and one, 1B, one one whatever, however you
0: want to... Well, I mean, look, in the last four <laughs> weeks, they've allowed... Well, in the last five weeks, because they started, they gave up 13-0, and then 23, 31, 31, 20, and then they gave up 10 to us. And giving up 10 to the Niners is like giving up 45 to another team. Yeah. Um, they put This is a really tough stretch for the Rams. This is what's going to determine their schedule, um, their season, essentially, and I'm going to read it off. They go, verse Packers... At Saints, versus Seahawks, versus Chiefs. So, three home oh, games. And the Chiefs
2: is at Azteca.
0: Mexico oh, City. yes. Okay, so that's in Mexico. So, that's two home games.
2: Altitude. Oh, man.
0: But, you know, there might be a home game because I think there's going to be yeah. a lot of Mexican fans that are probably rooting for the Rams. Chiefs is probably so, the And probably more Ram shits on sale in Mexico than Chiefs shits. So you know, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> or maybe the, the homies in L.A. are sending their families all the Ram shit. Uh, <laughs> hopefully Niner shit if there are our, our families. Yep.
2: Then they go exactly.
0: at Lions, at Bears, versus Eagles, and I'm I'm bye week is between after after Chiefs. So then it's at Lions, at Bears, versus Eagles, at Cardinals. And then the last game is versus the powerhouse 49ers.
1: Yeah, but see that schedule is not tough. Yeah, was, the, no. the, the, to me, the set well, they rest everyone. To me, yeah, the, the way good. the way they played through this far and that many games obviously they won so far, that's that just proves that they're gonna make the playoffs no matter what. With the end of the schedule, yeah. the only reason why I'm bringing up this tough run coming up is because. That's answering more what, we, what the question we're asking. What are they good or not? So they might get two. to fourteen and whatever the fuck. But if if, if you didn't beat anybody, so those games coming up aren't going to give them a chance to prove that they are good. And and I, with
0: the big boys. And I know, think the Saints is fucking good. Wait, yeah. the Saints are good. And I think there's a team that's getting a, not getting a lot of love, and I think the Chargers are good. Patriots yes. also. Oh, and the, tr- pages the always Patriots. Patriots. Always no, but they but, always but they're get getting love.
1: back to being good again. Yeah, loves. yeah,
0: and also, but well, they also just and they're getting back to. Getting Patriots level good because they're like, all right, well, their running backs were too consistent, so now one's got to get injured. And now they're having their usual rotation of dudes. Who the are, fuck is that guy? Exactly. Yeah. Now they have like Kenyon Barner, who I definitely picked up my fantasy team because I was very desperate James, for running backs. That's right over, well, happy. I was also I'm um, I'm a what's his damn who's a former running back for the Patriots. He's now Lewis. Yeah, I'm a Dion Lewis owner. He bought who, last year. Yeah, he did, but who is it? Yeah, been? but he's on my he's yeah. on a bye week, so I had to mm-hmm. pick up somebody. But yeah, they're back it's to it's their cool. normal guys, and they have uh, James White, who's a really good passing yeah. guy, pass catching back. Gronk. On <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they make a move for a tight end pretty soon. Patriots. Yeah, I think this might be it's like you know, trade, or you, you mean
1: or draft a guy,
0: both maybe one of the two. I don't know if Gronk's going to last any longer. You know, like if any any time that like I hear Bill Simmons talk negatively about Gronk, not that it's a bad thing, or I just think that he probably doesn't have much left in the tank when it comes to want.
1: Well, I, no, I, don't, I think so that I agree or his with body like his well I agree with you on this level it's of body. who his coaches or who runs the program so Belichick again what is his props always he gets rid of you before you're done not yeah, after yeah one year before or maybe even two you know what I mean and that might be the case so maybe Gronk has a solid maybe Gronk has a solid three years left four even crazy four but I think three would be the max in my opinion the Patriots say okay this is your last year because somebody will give it you a lot for fucking Gronk. Gronk. Yeah. I would want Gronk. Hell yeah. Me I right. mean, even though. I Gronk. First. But well, even though Kittle's been very, very nice. Kittle's been good. Well, who knows who gets desperate after the Mike. We, we might be thinking we get him for a second. God, you sh-
0: so we're watching the game, and the Dodgers just walked in a run, and still have the bases loaded with two down. And that run was walked uh, in by Ryan Mazz, who threw pretty much like three straight fastballs up in the zone. Um, <clears> tough. <throat> <clears throat> that's, that's really tough.
2: But yeah, um Malke, yeah. The trade value is still high. He's still obviously dominant when he's healthy, which is rarely. But I mean, he gets it done. He's willing to get it done when he's again when he's.
0: I don't know. I was looking at this. I was looking at the standings right now. The two divisions in the AFC look like they're kind of wide open right now. Um, it looks like the AFC East is already wrapped up. Obviously, it looks like the AFC West is wrapped up unless the Chargers can beat the Chiefs um, in KC. You know, cause it looks the like Chargers the-
1: are looking like one of the one of the wild cards, though. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure, yeah, the Chargers yeah, look yeah. like they're they're locked yeah. in.
0: The Raiders are. Tra- we can talk about the Raiders in a little bit. Um, the AFC South and the AFC North um, look like they can. You know, they're. You know, the Steelers right now three two and one, Bengals four and three, Ravens four and three, Texans four and three, Tennessee Titans Jaguars three and four, and Colts two and five, uh, and the Browns are two four and one. So all teams are within striking distance, and. Um, uh, Boston just scored, so there goes that. Um, let's just try and bring it. Let's focus and it have, pretend it. that never happened. Um, let's put on the Lakers again. How about that? <laughs> uh, so I really think that right now the Steelers are leading and the Houston Texans are leading. You know, a lot. I don't believe in any of those, any eight of those teams in those divisions. I thought the Ravens were pretty good. They lost two straight. I mean, obviously we're you know kind of judging these teams on a week to week basis, the, but
2: who did the Ravens? Oh yeah, they just lost. That's right.
0: Four and three, but they lost by they lost uh, well by one point to the, the Saints. Yeah, those, yeah. Those and, good, uh, and uh, Justin Tucker missed like you know an extra point. Yeah, that he never misses. So I don't know. I those I, the Steelers should win that division. I feel, and maybe there's maybe one other wildcard team in that division. Probably Baltimore. Probably Baltimore or, like, Pittsburgh. Or,
2: uh, since, oh, you said Cincinnati. You mean mean uh, Cincinnati, excuse me? Yeah, that would be
1: the teams. Right.
2: Because uh, you can't so see... You, think, you thinking, can't see though. You're
0: thinking, you can't say, can't... Uh, LA, one, uh, the Chargers, one team, and then maybe one team from that division. Yeah. Because I don't think the AFC South will have, record-wise, a no. good enough team to get no. there. Yeah. Like, the Colts, the Colts could win this division. I mean, if they can yeah. get to 5-5. Five and five, <laughs> Right. Hey, so but... The Jaguars, yeah. The Jaguars well, course, are a mess. I mean, I don't know how much time we have left, but the Jags... You know, do which which failing team do you want to talk about the uh, most? Jaguars or Raiders? Jaguars. Yeah. Jaguars? I
1: think Jaguars. So.
0: Right, so they play in London, which is essentially a home game for them. Yeah. And you know, but
1: they're, they're catching out anywhere right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're they're, their their teams L's are mass- in London, ja- love, and Jacksonville. And to be honest, and- I'm loving it because Jalen Ramsey opened his mouth, and this is what you get when you open your mouth. You quick,
1: get- quick point to go back because we just talked about Justin Tucker. Um, just to do contracts. I know I'm usually not a fan of doing this, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> Justin Tucker took the podium at the end of the game you know what i mean like after he missed an extra point like it was a kicker fool you know what i mean like but he still took the podium and one of the things he said was i can't teach my son or my you know my kids uh, accountability if i don't step up and answer the questions like i fucked up so i gotta take it whatever the fuck you know what i mean that's yes, not me um yeah but so going back to what we're saying you're saying why are you going back to that is ramsey's doing the exact opposite of that now he ain't trying to talk what well, fools are saying was well, good homie you're your getting team burned. blows up you're getting burned. and you're not even having the greatest of seasons yeah, so getting, what's up so you can handle camp. things two ways you <laughs> could step up and say yeah I talk a lot of shit but I step up or you could just talk a lot of shit and then all of a sudden just the cats get your tongue and you're like oh what the on? Corner.
0: what's crazy is that he was the master of talking shit about bad quarterbacks but his quarterbacks are worst of all and crazy. he doesn't say anything about
1: hey, it. but I will back him up on this saying that I say this all the time as, especially like in a season like this as a Niners fan when someone says what the fuck do you know your team sucks and it's like no, I know more than I. That's exactly why. Yeah, I should. I'm I an know expert what a shit it. squad looks like, and that's kind of Jalen Ramsey. He's like, no, I can tell you which quarterback suck. You guys got the one right here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's like it's that quote from Bane. It's like that quote from seen like <laughs> see This one practice all the time. Yeah, this fool's. I'll show you what a bad quarterback is. I play with that like, all the time. He's
0: like, what is that? You you embrace the dark. I was born in it. Like yeah. you know, like you know. <laughs> I got Blake yeah, yeah, as my quarterback. You can't tell me nothing. That's what he's saying. Yeah. That's it. You know, like, we got a man named C.J. who's a Trump supporter as our yeah. quarterback.
2: <laughs> But right. he played
0: well against the Packers. Does he and at least he beat it? Yeah, well, we like, yeah, we lost. Nah, nah, and that was, he fumbled. But that wasn't on him.
2: If you could get that food to put up 30 points, that's not <sighs> on him.
0: That's not on CJ. So we'll end this segment mercifully as the Dodgers give up three runs thanks to Ryan Madsen and now Trail 4 um, 2. So, yeah, we'll be, take a quick break and we'll be right back and talk about the NBA. Oh, and the Lakers are wearing their new purple and black striped jerseys. I'm waiting to see these. So hang tight, guys. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back inside the show. We are going to talk about the NBA now. The NBA season just started, and it is a high-scoring season so far. A lot of points are being scored, which has, you know, been a a topic for me at least. And it's been interesting to watch because I don't know how I feel about it yet. Part of me likes the free-flowing part of this game, and then a part of me also hates that there's no defense being played. And, you know, when I mentioned this to Eric, and he kind of felt the same way, so I figured it would be a really good topic to talk about. So how are you feeling about this high 145, 130, how do you feel about these games?
1: I'm feeling bad on my, (laughs) but but I always tell you, I I look at it just on my team's end of it. Right. Like, um, we were talking about this earlier, and I'm like, I, I don't think I have a problem with this offense. Fuck it. Score a lot of points, offensive teams. Because it's not like I have a problem with the Lakers score one forty-five on somebody. Yeah. My problem is the Lakers are giving up one forty points to anybody.
0: Um, Yeah, or or if you're a fan of these teams, yeah. I mean, (laughs) well, the fact that we'll have a Lakers-only segment in the end, but yeah, but but no, what I mean is
1: the way what what I'm saying, how it upsets me as far as the scoring. Um oh, as a Laker fan, yeah. As yeah. a Laker fan, I don't give a shit about if anybody else is getting scored on. I don't mind seeing a 150-145 game. I just hope one of those two teams isn't my team. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like I look at it like good teams right now defensively, give up one fifteen.
0: Yeah. But what was that stat that we saw earlier today and you brought up before the show? Oh, the seven seconds or less Yeah, seven seconds or less Suns. So everybody remembers the Suns as the guys who brought up the fast pace. They were the Suns in the mid two thousands that where Steve Nash won back to back MVPs, which one he didn't deserve. <clears throat> but anyways. It's not here nor there. Kobe Bryant, Mamba, all day. Let's go. Uh, the Suns would have been last in today's NBA right now. They'd be last in pace. In pace, that's how much it all changed. Like that fast as if super crazy team
1: would be last in ten years. This is LeBron's fastest pace he's ever played in his career. Yep. with the
0: Lakers right now. And, you know, and it's it's crazy. Like the amount of defense that's not being played is staggering. Also, I think that a lot of these teams are just better at shooting. You know they're splitting the floor completely and just shooting a lot of threes. You know, getting to the paint, it's it's pretty remarkable. But you know, you saw this kind of with the pace and space with the Warriors and kind of what they were doing. Well, and now they and now like they changed the defensive rules and you can't even. Uh, what word did I say?
1: The, the space. Like I think that's the problem. Like it's not about being. Because look, it's still hard. It's still hard as fuck to hit a shot with a fucking hand in your face. <clears throat> that 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 hasn't changed. It's still hard as fuck. But the problem is. Certain teams like the fucking Warriors find themselves open even when they yeah. never should be. How yeah. many times do you watch a Warriors game and you say, "How is Clay open? How is Steph open? How, how?" Like, good, but they, they find the well, I mean, yeah, but they good, find the good way good to plays. get open.
0: It's good plays. Like, it, good it isn't Baltimore's just back. like
1: every fucking Curry shot's got somebody with his fucking hand in his face. Well, I mean, and at, he can make those shots.
0: Anybody who's played basketball or even just any sports, if you're playing catch with your your kids or playing soccer in the back. You look at the ball. You look where the ball goes. It's just kind of human reaction to follow something when it goes somewhere. So that's what you, you pass the ball. You move a lot. A lot of movement, screens, uh, subtle, subtle things like that. And before you know it, you got a shooter who's wide open because they planned it that way. You know, and good defense can get around that, but it's hard. Yeah, like they always say, "What is that model they go to? You give up a good shot for the better, the best shot." Yeah. And for example, you can try and hedge on that, but then it's it's, it's just it's tough because there's a lot of tough. You know, the Warriors put you in a lot of tough situations, you know, by all of their weapons. But so even the Warriors sort of
1: kind of give a shit about defense.
0: <laughs> they, they definitely give a little bit about defense. But yeah, like, going back to the Lakers, like, they don't care about defense at all. Um, and some, some of these games, like, the Pelicans, I think, won the first game and scored 145 points. Like, it's like, oh my god. Like, that's insane. That's what I mean. And and again,
1: the problem isn't, again, that scores are going that high. I just want my team to be like, okay, we'll be the team that doesn't give up that many points. But you know, like, <laughs> but if you're if you're playing with the pace, you can't keep teams under 100 and something if you're playing at that pace. Yeah, because you almost want them to. You're just begging them to make a two, so you can go pop a three. You know, what yeah, I mean? that's <laughs> weird.
0: You know, like I know that's something you're wasting like time. Like, why why are we trying to defend them? Just let them score because want the ball back. That's it. It's like that video game thing. Like at the end of video games, where you need to score, like playing football. You don't you score, you're like just let yeah, them score. Let them score. score. I want them. the ball back. Is better off. Like yeah. here. You know, like, oh, I know I can score faster. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's like, crazy. It is true. You can pop threes because you're like, that fool's going to be hitting twos. But I know I can pop threes on his ass for the next two minutes. Yeah. You know, and it, it changes the way you think about uh, about basketball, which is nuts in itself. But And as a fan, you're
1: kind of like, what the fuck? And again, that's why I'm saying I, I make it personal at that point. Because when, when shit gets crazy like that, all I say is, what do I give a fuck? How is it affecting my team? And again, when they give up that many points, <coughs> I'm still not used to that shit. Oh. I'm not going to be, like, I, I I mean, it might take a long time before I get used to it. Yep. I mean, I could definitely get used to them putting up 140 points on somebody.
0: Let's look at some of these early season standings, you know. Toronto's 5-0. and Kawhi working out, it looks like, over there. And anybody who is in Toronto who thought Kawhi was an upgrade, boy, oh boy, you are in for a treat. Even though you didn't deserve it. You know, if you didn't want Kawhi Leonard over, I mean, not that De- DeMar, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan is a great player.
1: People want Kawhi Leonard.
0: And there's no doubt that Kawhi Leonard just solidified his free agency as being a max player. And people are like, oh, is he there? Like, He's back. He's fine. He's healthy. He's sure. ready to go. He's just not his first, caught. so that's good for him. Milwaukee, Detroit are 3-0. Blake Griffin dropping 50. 50 last night. Blake went off. Blake and was nice. No, I'm not him. a fan of the man. Yeah, You're well, not a fan well, of Blake? No, what the fuck? Just because he what, he bitches too much? He was a clipper first. That's one <laughs> of the first <laughs> it, it wasn't his fault. He was drafted there. <laughs> no. And then they signed him and then traded him. So, I mean, hey. They gave him the whole thing. Hey, it's like me saying, hey, Eric... You're going to be a, my podcast partner for life. and then like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you don't think he has something to do with some of the guys that were pushed out? Perhaps. So now when they just backstab him. It's like if, if, I, if I, I convince Mike, like, hey, Mike, let's fucking backstab Brandon. Let's do this shit. And then this fool backstabs me. I can go, why would Mike do that? Well, he just did that with me earlier when we backstab Brandon. True. Yeah. It's like- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, then Mike does that. It's like you know, know what I mean? If you're, that's, che- that's if you're cheating point. on
0: someone, and you get with a cheater, and then she cheats on you. You're like, damn it! How I I didn't did she just come? could she?
1: Because that's how I did it the first time, or whatever. Oh yeah. oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. That's that's how this works. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? That's kind of exactly. Pretty much. The and then
0: there's a ton of teams at two and two. Obviously, it's crazy early in the season. Um, no shock here. Chicago zero and three. Cleveland zero and four. New York one and four. Shocker. Atlanta two and two. Shocker. Shocker. And that was in the East. What is Phoenix, you said? Oh, I haven't even got to Phoenix Denver. yet. Oh, you're in the, the east. West, you're in the east. Denver 4-0. Jokic has been balling. I really like Jokic. Jokic, dog. I really yeah. like Jokic. He's been super efficient. These are the guys that make the decision yeah. to say, I could be a good player or I could be one of the best guys in the league now. So if you're if you're a casual fan of basketball and you listen to the show, Google Nikola Jokic and just watch him play. He's he's extremely gifted. He's very, very good at basketball.
1: He's a, he could be the best player on our team. Yeah, also, I really
0: don't like Jamal Murray. Um, but I really like Gary Harris You like Gary So you like Harris like, Jr.? Yeah No, Senior <laughs> I really Or the like third or or like the I don't fifth? know But what, how do you feel About those guys Who put Senior On the back of their jersey When they have a kid I get it
1: Wanting to Because I'm of I'm one That has a second okay, yeah, But, but I never put Senior On any of my things Because I think It's kind of implied Like well, I'm the, If it doesn't say anything After mine Then I'm the one <laughs> <laughs> and then anything after me, like, you know what I mean? If, yeah. if you're Brandon,
0: then there could be Brandon A, Brandon B, Brandon C. Was it King Louis first, or was it just King Louis?
1: Yeah, or just Louis. <laughs> <laughs> just first hat. it was just
0: Louis, you know? Leonard. Louis, he like, you know, at first it was really low-key, just Louis. Uh, shocker, Golden State, 3-1. and one. New Orleans 3-0. Oh. Julius Randle making things get it's actually Anthony Davis. No shocker, is Julius Randle's really good. Yeah, I, mean, really good. Randall, I mean, I'm not Julius Randle. I mean, Anthony, Davis, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis is very, very good. He might yeah. win MVP. Um, Portland 2-1. Yeah, it's still early there. Huge shocker, obviously. OKC and the LA Lakers are
1: 0-3. Well, I don't think it's that much of a shocker for the Lakers, even though it is pretty much. You know,
0: it is. A I knew he good. would struggle, dude. I but OKC
1: is, is
2: a... Well,
0: Westbrook missed <laughs> the first couple of games.
2: Yeah, yeah, but you maxed out Paul George and he's...
0: Early season leaders, Blake Griffin leads all score, obviously. Obviously, with a 70-point performance. <laughs> 36 a game. Kemba's at 33.
1: Kemba's nice. Zach Levine,
0: 32. Points. Zachary for Chicago. Joel Embiid at 29. Your boy Devin Booker, 29.
1: Devin gets points. Yeah. That's what he does. But that's hockey. what I'm
0: saying. Remember how hard it was to score 29? You know, and now we have five guys oh, yeah. tied at 29. Fools one scoring titles with, like, 30. You know what I mean? Nikola Mirotic on the is scoring 28. LeBron at 27 is 14th in the league. <laughs>
1: what the fuck?
0: Rebounders, Andre Drummond 16, Giannis 16. Damn, Giannis. Holy Giannis crap. Giannis is always good. And Giannis is also averaging how many points a game? 27. So 27 points and 16 boys. 16 rebounds for Giannis and how many how assists? Like 8 assists. 6. Look for the longest name on this like 5.7. Not bad. Round safe. you round up there. I was going to say fuck. I think I can round up there. Yeah. And uh, you know who's leading the league in uh, assists? Is Mister uh, Oh, Mister Punch, Rondo. Yeah, he's leading the league 10 10.5. He's beginning. How much time we got
2: left? Twenty-two Wait, a That was it.
0: Well, we can we can trade this into the Lakers. We'll just go easy transition to the Lakers. I mean, they're playing right now. But what have been your impressions with this uh, Laker team so far?
1: Um, they're figuring each other out. Obviously, the suspensions kind of slows that down a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. The suspension kind of makes yep. it like, ah, uh, fuck. The problem is, you want these guys to play together, and yep. they're missing games. One hundred percent. I do want Lonzo to get back to a starting role. He's but, there, but not at, the, uh, not in this situation. Oh yeah. I want the oh, full yeah. team to be back, and then he's still being the starter. Yeah, yeah. Got you. <laughs> no, I agree with you. He's starting not because I, I don't want him to start just because he should start, or I want him to start. I want the team to fully back and him
0: being part of that team. But uh, but I think we can. I think we all agree here that he's a better fit for LeBron in the lineup. His three-point shot is clearly um, improved. And obviously we're not expecting, you know, Clay Thompson here. But I think he's a more... I'd rather have him shooting threes in KCP right now. Rondo? Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have him shooting threes in Rondo. He's he's hitting shots. I know. And one thing, I I knew we would struggle. I knew we would be, you know, especially with a LeBron team. This is, you know... We were talking earlier before, we were talking about how, you know, we were talking about the football, uh, the football. We were talking about the football and Gruden, which we would even talk about. And he, you know, how hey, he has his ways. Like, and you were telling me he's going to trade a car because that's just what he does. That's You know, and for LeBron, these new LeBron teams always struggle the first 15, 20 games of the season. The first, you know, obviously as a rookie, we're not going to count that. The first year in Miami, they were 8-9 eight, eight, before they ripped off like 12 straight. And the first year in Cleveland, they were like, I think... 8-8 eight eight or something like that. Very similar record. And I feel like it's going to be similar here. You know, obviously, our defense is awful. It's just very, very bad. We don't have any bigs. Or, or like we just covered in a segment, you know, before, or maybe it
1: doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, maybe it, now
0: you don't even got to worry about a pick in our defense. It's I mean, all right, we just win, win the game. by. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. I mean, it doesn't matter if you Spurs win. Spurs are
1: still pretty good, dude. Yeah. And the Lakers went overtime, whatever. They can score points. Yeah, I mean that's another
0: thing, and that's a team that hasn't figured it out yet. And that's another thing, you know. Obviously, the team is going to struggle. We knew that with the new guys and everybody there. But we played three really good teams, and I don't want to make excuses, but three very, very good teams that all made the playoffs last year. That probably, you know, if LeBron wasn't there, we'd be they'd be favored against us for sure. You know, of course. And of course. now LeBron's I mean, there. Obviously, it's a huge caveat that he's there. But those are three really good teams. Portland won sixteen straight at home. We all and the Lakers always suck at Portland for some reason. Uh, and we had a chance to win that game for a little bit. Uh, the game against Houston, we definitely had a chance to win that game. And then the, the fight fucking happened, and that kind of sucked everything out. And then obviously the game in San Antonio, which is our big, best chance to win so far in the young season. And we had that game. We blew it. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I've been writing these Laker recaps on the website, so please check those out. I'm trying to do every single game, and there will be one up there tonight after this one. Or probably tomorrow. But there are good and bad things. Like the Lakers came back from 8 with a minute left. To tie the game and force overtime. Bad news is, LeBron missed two huge free throws. But can't do that. Can't do that. And everybody who's saying Kobe would have made him, most likely he would have. Well, I, but yeah, he's also. But he, that's he,
1: still not fair. But uh, but it's I will Definitely say, not fair. You know what I did? I, will say is,
0: a, I want to tell you before you. There's a clip of Kobe that uh, per sources on Instagram. This fucking asshole Celtics man. Who's it? really dope dude. A cool guy. Um, but he posted a clip of Kobe missing two free throws when they were down by one to mm-hmm. Houston. Like, mm-hmm. but anyways, yeah, sorry. But
1: I will say this. Um, who it is fair to compare is, I think Shaq would have made one of the two.
0: Oh, he always because he one always of two. made it at least always. When one it one matters, two. like he always said,
1: I make them when they count.
0: Make them when they count. He does, and, and he did. He did. Um, yeah,
1: and you can say that when you've been playing for a while. Yeah, and what I'm saying is those numbers at LeBron, th- those are kind of like
0: yeah. Th- that was tough, you know. Those those are long numbers. Those, those are, are like, tough to see go in and out, <laughs> and you know it's just one of those things where then Patty Mills came down and drilled a, a fucking shot out. Well, I definitely think we need a big man. Uh, Zubac has not been panning up the way we all kind of thought. And obviously with Wagner Hurt, uh, we're trying out Jonathan Williams right now. I mean, he's a rookie. And I think that we're going to take a flyer and make a trade. It's A trade is coming for a big, for sure. It's coming.
1: And Brandon, keeps saying Noah? No, no, I, I just think— No, 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 no. I mean, because in case it happens, you want to— Well, I just mean,
0: because he is available, you don't have to trade for him. You don't have to call anybody to say, hey. You do have to call Noah and be like, can you come in for a 10-day contract?
1: Yeah. Like me, I'm not as enthused as Brandon, but I can't say I'll throw up right away if you, they did that signing. But I will say this. If the Niners sign Noah to a 10-day 10, 10 contract, the first thing I'm going to do— or Lakers? I mean, it's my, my bad, the Lakers. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go on a calendar here and put an X right right after the 10 days and then start looking at that damn bitch every day and say, Okay, they're up, motherfucker. Get out.
0: <laughs> oh, my bad. I'll hit, me hitting the laptop. Say like, Siri, set a reminder for 10 days to celebrate. <laughs> to get this guy off the team. Are you gone
1: off the team yet? No, you're still around. Why? It's ten days. Didn't you understand how this works? <laughs>
0: you know what I mean. Then I'll be maybe. No, it's in. like, no, no, no. The Knicks paid me a lot of money to get rid of me. Like, no, no, that's not the case here. <laughs> you just, you're gone. Right here, you're just gone.
1: I mean, okay. I'm sure
0: there's obviously immediately. <laughs> immediately. Yeah, there's obviously more guys that we can get big men uh, that are available. You know, like. But the thing about it is, the ones that I'm thinking that are. Like it's like a Kenneth Farid. and but you know you don't want a guy like that. You know the Lakers have an eight point lead right now, so this is looking nice finally. But we'll see how long that lasts. Um, and but, but as far as that, I think what has impressed me has been Josh Hart. Josh, he's been fantastic, scoring twenty points in I think all three games. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know now he's starting, and you know I, I'm in I'm impressed of what I've seen from him. Because we all, we all knew that he was getting better at the three last year. And yeah. all that you know, all that work in the summer clearly paid off. It wasn't just a summer league, you know, best playing summer league and then become an average NBA player. Josh Hart is looking – he's out for blood it seems. Yeah. And he's really out to prove himself as to try and be an NBA all-star. Or trying to be. I mean, if you play like that, you're going to be a borderline. You know, you're putting up Clay he's Thompson playing, numbers. He's, he's, you're putting Clay Thompson numbers up, bro. Like, I don't want to cut the shit. Like, I don't want to – I'm just – Basing off stats, like yep. these are clay numbers. And especially with the three-pointers. Four, seven, threes. You know, four of eight threes. Well, and, and the reason
1: why I think for us it stands out a lot is... You know what he's doing, which is making everybody so... And why he's getting the burn the play. Um, He's doing exactly what he was asked to do.
0: To stay in the chart. Yeah. Yeah, like he is doing exactly what we his role is, which was... He came off being what a six-man, and now he's the starter, which is what you thought he would be, which is what I thought he would be. But with these
1: other guys, what we say, like let's say we like another guy on the team or you want somebody else, and, and we, in your head you think obviously the team does the same thing. Um, you look and you say, if you can do these things, you'll be able to be a starter. You'll be able to stay in this lineup or at least get super like high minutes in this lineup. right? So to me, Hart's doing that. Oh, if you could hit threes right now on this team— or any team around LeBron James, if you can pop threes, you're gonna, you're gonna stay on the court. Yeah, you're gonna get. You're gonna stay on the court. sure. Yeah. And that's why you. And again, and Owen, oh, and you're gonna also try on defense. Even though sometimes he does a little more than I want him to do, but he's at least trying on defense. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: You know, <laughs> he's a little aggressive offensively. What I like. Um. There are times, obviously, with the young player, you're gonna be a little overboard. But uh, like you said, I rather have a little overboard than just not too passive. Um. And I feel like some of these sometimes. You know, I feel like we'd be too passive at first. I feel like LeBron's being extremely passive, and maybe letting some of these leads, you know, getting some, letting some of these deficits go a little longer than they should have. You know, like when when you know I know we were saying we're going over we're about the thirty minute mark. You know, when we when Kobe was playing, and and I think when you have a superstar on your team that can score the way Kobe Bryant scored, or the way like McGrady scored, or Melo in his prime, or and just these natural pure scores is, you're like, just give him the ball. Like, if you're scoring, if you're lacking on offense, you're like, okay, just cut the shit. Give, give Kobe the ball. Like, this is enough. I've seen enough. Yeah. Like, it's time. Stop like, exactly. stop the bleeding. Let's get this deficit down. Like Because, unlike football, unlike, uh, baseball, or any, basketball, you can just literally go to one guy for a second. Maybe the whole game, you know, obviously, if you're Wills, you can go 100 points. But, you know, not every time, but he scored 50 for a whole fucking year. Um, against one other black guy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a caveat there. But, I mean, what's crazy is... Oh, man, I forgot where I was going because I was watching the Lakers game. I saw Devin Booker get poked away. Anyways, let's just keep moving on because I forgot. (laughs) It just escaped me. Maybe maybe we'll remember, but... Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe... Maybe it was a really good point. And maybe if you guys are listening, you would follow up on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's helpful.
3: It's like, Brandon,
1: like, let, let, let Brandon go ahead and get it. Get it. I'm just going to watch the game for a little bit. Um, you were kidding yeah. bro. That's no, all thanks, I know. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I it.
0: <laughs> uh, maybe I'll go back and listen and be like, damn, that was a really good one. Oh, well, that's where I went. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. These Lakers are up right now. Um, it's time to... Oh, you want LeBron James to take over games? Oh yeah, that, thank you, thank you. Yeah, just, <laughs> he needs to take over games and stop, you know, and, and stop lollygagging and you know scoring four points in the half. And enough about that. So there are plenty of times where we saw Kobe like take over, and now it's time for LeBron to do that. Yeah. Um, but but so at Donald the same was...
1: time, isn't it time? Some one of the mistakes sometimes Kobe made. Not always, of course, because he had his way of doing things. It wasn't always a mistake, but sometimes it was like early on. He should have let some of these teams kind of play by themselves a little, take some of those else. Yeah, but he really hated to lose, so he wasn't willing to yeah, do it. Yeah,
0: that is true. But LeBron well,
1: is, is probably trying the opposite. Like, let these guys think a little bit. I knew I Let them figure to... this shit out.
0: He you already heard him say, like, I knew what I was getting into, blah, blah, blah You so. know what I
1: mean? Let these fuckers figure it out a little bit. Kobe would have said, no, I'm going to win this yep. game because we're still going to win at least. 100%. <laughs> you guys <laughs> figure it out, but I'm going to win. <laughs> so sure. after a couple quarters yeah. that they haven't figured it out. Like, I'm taking over.
0: I'm <laughs> gonna is true. Say- um, by the
1: way, Bron just dropped a dime right now.
2: That was nice. count.
0: No, it didn't he missed a shot? And it was a tipping. Oh, I thought he, I thought he made it. Uh, but that's gonna that's gonna do it for us, guys. Thank you for listening to episode 161. Make sure to check us out on iTunes. Uh, make sure to check us out on Stitcher, Spotify. If you're on iTunes, give us a review. That'll really help us out. Maybe become a little more relevant. Get some views. Get us to that triple digits, which we're desperately trying to get to, which would be nice. Check out our website thirty minutes dot wordpress dot com. As mentioned, we have Laker recaps. We have NFL power rankings. We have NBA power rankings. We're going to have some more content coming soon. And right after this episode, hang tight because there's a good 20, 25 minute interview with this, with Jeff who runs forgotten Lakers, Instagram, the forgotten Lakers, Instagram, uh, podcast. They interview or He that not, they, he interviews old Lakers, um, old forgotten Lakers, maybe forgotten broadcasters like Spiro Adidas. So check it out. He just released Smocky Walker. Um, so, good stuff. He was a good interview. It was a great interview. That was awesome. Really, really good stuff. He was fun. Uh, he really knew his Lakers stuff. I'm mean, going to highly recommend checking out his page and checking out him on iTunes as well. Have a wonderful week, guys. Take it easy. Uh, if you're watching the Dodgers, go Dodgers in the World Series. Hopefully, the Lakers can get this first dub tonight. And, guys, have a wonderful week. And we'll be back uh, with more NFL and more sports stuff next week. Later on. Peace. Hello, everybody, and welcome inside the 30-Minute Lunch Break podcast. We have a very special guest. He runs the Forgotten Lakers podcast. He is Jeff Frailer. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so uh, we were talking a little bit before the show about some of the players and um, non-players that you have interviewed. You had 28 episodes. Your latest was Smush Parker, and before that was Spiro Diaz. Um I've got to ask you right off the bat: Who has been your favorite interview? Oh gosh, uh, that you've had so far. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want you know. In case anybody does hear this, I don't want anybody like, "Hey, man, Jeff, I heard what you
3: said about my interview. You didn't like it." Like, now I not no. <laughs> uh, There have been, uh, I've, I've enjoyed all of them, but I mean, in terms of favorites, um, there have been a, a few that I've kept in contact with the guys either through email or through Instagram. Um, I really enjoyed the Tier Brown episode. He, uh, we've kept in contact. Um, you mentioned Spear Adidas. That one was I just did a month or two ago, and um, Andy Bernstein. So he's the Lakers official photographer.
0: Yeah, that, and, uh,
3: cool. yeah, that was a really that was a fun one. He was really nice. Um, yeah, a couple of my other favorites have actually been guys who only had a training camp and preseason run with the Lakers. They were never actually on the regular season roster. Mm-hmm. But uh, like a guy like Peter Cornell. And uh, Paul Shirley, where Paul Shirley, he was on a few NBA teams, uh, but had a training camp run with the Lakers, like in 2001. And um, they had some really great stories just about their initial impressions of, you know, Phil Jackson and Shaq and Kobe. And it was in the early 2000s, so in that era. So um, they were really kind of appreciative of a chance to get a talk about their Lakers stint, especially just because it was just a training camp. Um yeah.
0: I bet they can be a little more forthcoming too with information than somebody who probably has been there, like oh. through thick and thin. I'm sure they can. You know, they're free will. They're more willing to just dive to say,
3: you know, how they what they experienced
0: because it was such a unique experience to them.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, completely agree. Another one of my favorites, not so much a forgotten Laker, uh, but Devin George. We didn't get the chance. I don't, we maybe talked for like 20 minutes. He had a lot going on that day but uh he had some great stories and um you know just as a guy who was in middle school and high school when you know the lakers were in that three-peat run with yep. devin george that was a big thrill for me
0: yeah um and you when we first got in contact through instagram we actually told me the story about how you got in contact with devin george that was pretty funny do you want to go ahead and retell that story now
3: yeah it's um so i started this forgotten lakers instagram about a year ago now yeah, the Forgotten Lakers Instagram and the Forgotten Lakers podcast. And, uh, you know, this. I was just trying to get in touch with different guys, uh, mostly through social media. Uh, some early ones were like Fred Roberts, uh, Joe Crispin, Mike Penberthy. And then uh, I found Devin George's website for some real estate uh, investment group that he does in the Minnesota area, which is where he's from. And uh, at first, I was really just looking for an email on the on the website and I couldn't find one. But there was a phone number. And I was completely expecting, you know, like his secretary or somebody else to pick up, if anybody picked up at all. And, um, you know, he he answered the phone and I it, it sounded like a guy. and I wasn't sure if it was him, but I was like, oh, hi, my name is Jeff Raylor. I'm looking to speak to Devin George. And he goes, this is Devin. And I just like had to sit down. I was just so nervous, like from the get-go <laughs> trying to explain what well, I was going to
0: do. He's like, wait a minute, you caught passes from Kobe Bryant, dude. Like-
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, uh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh yeah he said sure we can do it you know sometime next week so, like here's my email blah 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 and we just kind of set it up that way but it was just kind of shocking to me that he just picked up the phone call for me <laughs>
0: that's pretty awesome dude that, sounds, that honestly
1: sounds like a great person like just fact like that he's just like yeah i have i give you my real number and um go
3: right ahead. yeah i've found that with a, a few guys who um they say oh yeah sure like text me the details and and you know like i said i'm contacting them through twitter through instagram through linkedin and um it's been it's been a lot of fun like you said i've got 28 episodes up Uh, i've recorded a few more the last few weeks that i'm currently editing now so hopefully i'll be able to keep it rolling nice
0: awesome that's exciting um i have i have what 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 was your dream interview and i I don't know who your favorite laker was growing
3: up whether it was kobe or Shaq or maybe some anonymous one like Power or lamar or Uh, growing up, um, yeah, definitely my favorite player as a kid was Shaq and then, uh, followed him to the Lakers from Orlando Then obviously became a big Kobe fan and, um, uh, other favorites. I mean, the, the big name guys are going to be my favorites. Like you said, Powell, Lamar, uh, those heirs, Derek Fisher. If I've reached out to Rick Fox a couple of times, I've never heard anything back, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, would love to Captain get. Devil. He's still too famous. <laughs> no, he's still too famous. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, so many guys, you know, even on that first three P team, Phil Jackson, John Sally turned me down, but I'm oh, hoping to get him. funny
0: <laughs> Oh man, I was thinking about because Spider, I, I wrote a couple. Spider, games,
3: yeah.
0: So, you know, forgotten Lakers that I think would be good candidates, and I was like, oh, John Sally was Mister Pivot. Yeah. All he did was pivot for one championship all season long. So I figured that that would be a great. I can't believe he turned you down. That's crazy. He,
3: yeah, you know that that was in the early stages. Maybe now that I've built it up a little bit, um, you know, even just as modestly as it is built up, uh, that he would maybe reconsider. So I'll have to I'll have to reach out to him again. Maybe you have to CC Spiro. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Yeah, Spiro is the man. So that <laughs> was a fun one.
1: And as time goes by, I'm pretty sure John Stalley's going to be needing some some more a little more help. Yeah, as, little as, little. as
3: the forgotten Lakers
0: stock goes up, the podcast John Stalley stock goes down. So I'm sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah,
3: at some point, but uh, getting back to your question, um, it's a guy who initially said yes and has never responded to a follow-up. And I've tried to I've tried to stop bugging him, but uh, so Slava Medvedenko, he said oh, yes and has oh, not gosh. responded since. Wow. I would love to hear from Stan. I would Slava.
1: definitely want to hear from Slava. That, we, we, that
3: don't we all? Don't we all? Oh, I, I, he absolutely. said yes and uh, then went went dark on me. So I'll give it a shot again down the road.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I just want to see how many times Chickern got his name wrong, mm-hmm. like in person. Yeah. <laughs> 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 see how many times Chickern called you Slava, or was it under five, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked you this kind of before the show. What current Lakers do you think would fit into your, um, forgotten Lakers category? And obviously they're still playing now, so we're talking in the future, but which, Kind of get you thinking which some of these Lakers are one year kind of then they'll kind of forget about. It. I think it's gonna be like Rondo or Beasley or somebody we don't even think about.
3: Yeah, um, I guess even just thinking about the last couple of years, um, like you said, Rondo, Beasley. Uh, I can't imagine Javale McGee will be around for more than a year or two. <laughs>
2: um,
3: I not Yeah, uh, think going back to the last season, you know, once he hangs it up, maybe Brook Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good one yeah who knows how long k c p will be around um, you well, know, <laughs> hopefully hopefully um not as long <laughs> yes, right um uh, I don't know what's gonna happen if he's gonna go back to the g league or overseas or what but you know the end of season last year with andre ingram um that would be a really cool story actually i i got he was you know he's the guy who came to the Lakers for the last two years last two games last season. Yeah, and, uh, is, is it too soon to get him on your show now? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still, I, from what I've read over the last you know, season, he's know, still pushing know. to make it somewhere. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping to reach out to him some point. Um, let me see who else would be good. Even going through the, go ahead.
0: A Favorite of our show that we lo- we like for his stint was uh, Nawaba. Oh yeah, David Nawaba. Yeah. Uh, Even though yeah. I think he's still on the league, side. I think he either was Cleveland or was Chicago or one of those teams, but. I, I like his energy. Was speaking, because you said the the G League, um, yeah, I guess it was the D League at that time. But yeah, exactly. Def- I definitely enjoyed him.
1: Well, and you mm-hmm. just mentioned just because energy, you probably could run a couple guys like the like the Turiaf. The Lakers just seem to mm-hmm. Terry Black. There's a certain yeah. guy that the Lakers got there was just seems like it was energy guy yeah. after energy guy after energy guy. At Davis,
3: yeah, at Davis. Oh yeah, yeah at Davis would be good. Uh, Turiaf, you know, I've, I've reached out to Turiaf a couple times, have not gotten a response. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, there have been a few guys who have told me they're still pretty close with Ronnie So, I know Devin Green, um, he was on the 06 Lakers. Didn't play too much, but that's actually another one of my favorite episodes if uh, you guys haven't checked that one out. He just had some funny stories about playing overseas after his Lakers stint and whatnot. So, that's a good one, too. Nice. I'm working my way back. Yeah, I'm like a tr- I'm trying to work my way there. I'm like
0: a 23 right now. Oh, cool. Um, I'll, I'll, <laughs> okay, I'll get there. I will definitely get I love podcasts, so um, I don't know if you like podcasts yourself. Um, I guess we'll ask you that. That's a good kind of, what made you want to start a podcast? What, um,
3: yeah, it's a couple different things. Um, so there are similarly themed podcasts, especially for basketball, but there weren't necessarily about a specific team. Like there's a podcast I like to listen to called The Handle, where this guy interviews kind of lesser known, more obscure NBA players. And, uh, I would get really excited when I would see a former Lakers name pop up. On his on his uh, you know list of episodes, and maybe that guy would just have just been a Laker for so briefly. But I would listen to the episode, and they would never talk about the Laker stint, and that always bummed me out. It seemed like yeah, um, that's ridiculous.
0: We like the most popular franchise of all time, and nobody wants to talk
3: about his stint there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was. Uh, oh, I remember it was. He did an episode with Tracy Murray, which was one of the early episodes I ended up doing too. And I was like, oh man, I want to hear Tracy Murray talk about his Laker stint, and they. Went through the episode, went through his whole career basically, but just kind of skipped over that one year in LA. And then, um, so it was always kind of in the back of my mind that I'd want to do something like that. I was just kind of lazy about it, I guess. And then, um, at my day job, uh, I got tasked with starting a podcast for us, which was, you know, nothing sports related, but, um, and they were all going to be recorded virtually. And it ended up being like much easier than I thought. Right. Yeah. And then so I was like, oh, okay. So, Maybe this could be something that I could try doing now. And uh, my twin brother, he he's a huge Dallas Mavericks fan, and wow. he started uh, a podcast. Uh, no, I'm sorry, an Instagram with uh, you know, put, posting more obscure Dallas Mavericks players. Oh, nice. So I start nice. I I started the you Lakers. Everybody one. in their franchise. Yeah, yeah. So I started the Lakers one, um, on Lakers Instagram, and then once I had the podcast going at my day job. I reached out to some early guys like Fred Roberts, Joe Crispin, Tracy Murray, and uh, surprisingly, like I got all these yeses immediately. And I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to really like trying to figure out how I'm gonna do this and when I'm gonna put them up." And yeah, it ended up being easier than I thought, and guys were very responsive.
0: That's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad you've gotten such good feedback from the from the old Lakers.
1: I, I got a question, kind of to piggyback on the same subject of like why you started the podcast. But my question is because I'm kind of just obviously we're just meeting right now, but I'm getting this vibe with what you mentioned with your brother, where it seems like um, you kind of always had a thing even before thinking podcast or anything just in general for the obscure Lakers. Like, uh, so, you know, for example, like ourselves, like when we get together with a bunch of Laker fans, we love doing like what we would do with you, just rattle off a bunch of Laker names that people are like, who the fuck was that guy? Oh, um, yeah. It's fun as a fan.
3: No, totally. Um, you know, I kind of consider myself like a Laker trivia buff. So, and those guys were always just, uh, you know, more interesting to me. And I was always kind of curious about what happened to them after a Laker. Like, uh, you know, even years ago, um, I would send out, you know, cards of more obscure Lakers or little photos that I was printing out and asking them to sign it and send it back. And I have, you know, dozens of autographs of those types of guys. Um, that's and awesome. some some of them have ended up coming back on the podcast guys who I reached out to years ago through the mail to get their autographs uh like Mike Penberthy was one uh Fred Roberts I got stuff through the mail from him um George Lynch I got stuff through the mail from him and he just uh we recorded one a couple weeks ago it's not live yet but I just have to edit it but yeah George Lynch was really nice too That's
0: awesome that's that's really that's, that's really cool I mean
3: to be honest like
0: well, it's cool
1: because it's not offensive. Like you don't mean obscure, like these guys. Like it's just as a Laker fan, I love. Like I tell Brandon all the time. Like I follow like um, Devin Ebanks on on Instagram or people like that, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, you know this guy's like in Israel or wherever the hell your daddy's he's, he's, like Puerto Rico or you know." He's a, yeah, he's
3: a- yeah, I follow Devin too, and uh, yeah. we've talked a little bit about a podcast. No date yet, but hoping to get that one done some point. Oh,
0: that'll be awesome. Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, and you know, it's funny that there's probably so many players
0: from probably that first three peat. That, you know, hopped on for the ride or for the one year. Like, I was thinking, like, I wrote down Glenn Rice. I think he'd be an interesting one because I think
2: mm-hmm. people forget.
0: I, a lot of people remember Eddie Jones as Laker fans. Like, yeah. I don't think he's a forgotten one. He's a really good name to remember. You know, he might be forgotten by NBA fans, but I don't think mm-hmm. he's forgotten by Laker fans. Right? No, not at no, all. No. EJ, Eddie. But as far as Glenn Rice, like. Mm-hmm. You know, even Brian Grant, probably people will forget that he was in that trade. You Ron know, Harper, Ron Harper. Yeah, Ron Harper. Yeah, too. that repeat. He was just, you know, the old ghost. So he exa- well, I would good. love to that's do John
2: Ron Yeah,
3: Ron- so <laughs> the the Laker, the Laker bank of players for you is is really endless, which is really awesome. No, yeah, definitely. And I, I did an episode with Brian Grant uh, a few months ago. I don't know if you've gotten to that one yet. So that was that was it. It was a shorter no, was- one but he was really nice. Yeah, I, um, I wrote it on my list of players that I actually recognize.
0: Like, the ones I recognize, uh, right off the bat, obviously Chucky Atkins, uh, Brian Grant, Von Wafer, Dean yeah. Cookie, uh, Joe Smith, you already mentioned Devin George.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Damn, man, those, those are awesome. I mean, I actually, I'm actually, uh, kinda glad I haven't heard of me cause now I get to, I got 28 episodes that for sure I'm about to knock the fuck out. Yeah, Joe uh, Smith,
3: Joe Smith is an interesting Laker. I remember his stint was interesting as well. Very yeah. Sal, <laughs> Sally-ish. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was, yeah, that was the last year of his career. I think he played with 12 teams, the last one being the Lakers. So, we talked a little bit about his Lakers stint, um, but just a lot about his previous stops as well. And I remember the last, I asked him a, uh, I, I like to ask these guys a little trivia question at the end of most episodes. Okay. And I, I asked, uh, Joe Smith if he could name all 12 teams he played with in order, and he missed one, but he almost did it.
0: Wow, that, that's quite a career. I mean, that's
3: to, be, to to miss one is talk about mm-hmm. it. quite a career. Yeah, and then it's funny with the trivia question. The most common one I do, you may have noticed this if you've listened to a few. I like to see if they can name all the guys that they were that were on the roster their year in L.A. or or a specific year in L.A. Like maybe their rookie year, like in the case of Devin George or something. And most of the times I can get them all. Sometimes they forget a guy or two, and it's it's funny to see who they forgot about.
0: Kobe and Shaq, <laughs> yeah,
3: right. <laughs> Those are the easy ones, right? Yeah, yeah. I think if you forget Kobe, he'll text you. Like I think he's that intense. Right? Oh yeah, I know. Especially if Smush somehow forgot him. <laughs> oh, uh, have you ever reached out to the Mamba? Is that something that I'm obviously, uh, you know, I I have not. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> like, like, uh, found that we maybe he's in that
0: media frenzy now, so maybe this is the time.
3: Right. Yeah, I know it has got like, a new book coming out. You know, I I should because there's some uh, I've talked to a few guys who have told me they're still really close with Kobe and talked to him, like a Chucky e. Atkins. Uh, guy. Uh, do, you, do you guys remember Tony Bobbit? Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: man.
3: No, yeah. yeah. I did. I did an episode with Tony Bobbit, and we've kept in touch a little bit. And he said, you know, he still sees Kobe from time to time. Um, and then the Lakers photographer, he's the one who's releasing that book with Kobe. It comes out like next week um yeah, yeah so I, I, there's a couple ways i could try i just honestly would be shocked if i even got somewhat of a response that would be crazy i mean you'd have to change the name of your podcast but i think it's worth it you know <laughs>
1: but i know, you know.
3: I, I would just be geeking out the whole time i don't even know what if i'd be able to get a sentence out right
1: well look i mean honestly like i think you you, you said you, you got different routes you might want to take but well, one of the routes you might especially if Kobe is who, who, who a lot of us think he is Um, you might be better off going to Devin, uh, George Rod as far as like hitting up Kobe on one of his projects part like I want to talk about that movie you're making and right. then
0: so uh, you know what I mean like I think he has his kids podcast or whatever it is so oh, yeah the punies <laughs> yeah that's right that's right Um, interesting name choice but I mean I guess you can't argue with a man who's got five championships hey, but exactly if you, if you
1: said, um, uh, Kobe, to me, it, it shocks me. I'm a huge Kobe fan, but that he's, he keep he answers to these guys. Like, it almost seems like Kobe seems like the kind of guy who's like, "Yeah, I played with you, when?
3: and moved on." Oh, you know? I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like uh, maybe the ones he still talks to are probably few and far between, but um, they're there. They're out there. They're they're there. Um, let's move on to the, the current Lakers. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this upcoming season? We could spend a few minutes talking about that before uh, before we head on out of here. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, just, um, as any even casual Laker fan knows, um, it's been, we've been in a dark stretch, uh, for since even including the Kobe Howard Nash year, just because oh, okay. it was so I up and down. I think since,
0: I think since Bynum shoved JJ Barea um, yeah. that's, and that ended that dynasty.
3: Like that was a the end point officially. Oh, took sure. off that, it was an ugly ending. And I'm sure your friend was extremely happy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the Dallas area, but a lifelong Lakers fan. So that was a, that was not a fun playoff for me. (laughs) But, uh, um, no, yeah, we've been in that dark stretch. And, you know, last year we started to get back on the upswing a little bit. And obviously this summer, you know, with LeBron coming and signing a four year deal and not having a player option until the fourth year. So we, there's a window now for, you know, um, some big playoff runs, and uh, I obviously a championship is what the Lakers shoot for. I think um just given from where we've been the last few years, if we got to the second round and maybe the competitive six or seven-game series, I think any Lakers fan would take that in a heartbeat. Um, Real one word, because there's, there's a
0: lot of guys uh, – Think win it all. Like, I mean, well, I mean, I think there's been a lot of... like. I think you're being realistic like we... Uh, I would imagine you would. You seem pretty level-headed. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think that we're better than the Golden State. I mean, it's basketball. Anything can happen. But, mm-hmm.
3: I mean,
0: I'm also... No, no, home. yeah. But I, would I, say feel, like, I really feel like we're, like, the third best team in the West. And, like you said, if we can win a playoff series, it'll be... Like, that would be an awesome feeling. Um, it depends on where we're seating, or our matchups. You know, yeah. a lot... Of a lot of things could happen and, um, man, so, uh, sorry. I, I, we, we were, we literally had the baseball game on in the background and no, okay. uh, the Red Sox are literally un- imploding as we watch them. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, 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 these game, these Red Sox Yankees games are the longest thing ever. Um, <laughs> you know, so, but I, I, I digress. Um, yeah, I really feel like aside from Houston, on paper at least, and then obviously Golden State.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, we're even with every other team at least. And if you want to compare us to Portland or Utah or whatever. OKC. OKC even, mm-hmm. you know, we have LeBron now, which is pretty much like for the last, for a couple of years until it lasts, you know, he is still one of the best players in the league, maybe the best player in the league. So we have that caveat. We've had the Kobe where it's like if it's a five-point game in the fourth quarter, it's like, oh, all right, we got the Mamba, so we'll yeah. figure that out. Uh, I feel like now like we have that same feeling with LeBron. I don't know about you, but.
3: Uh, I... No, yeah. I mean, obviously it's going to be a great season. I'm uh, looking forward to it, trying to catch a game in Dallas, hopefully be able to make out, make it out to a game in Los Angeles. I've only been to one game ever in L.A. Um, I, that's the only reason I went. About eight, It was a 2009-2010 season. I went with a friend to a game in L.A. It's the only time I've been to a game there. Well, if you may, if you want to make it out here, we would love
0: to, uh, try and have you. That would be pretty awesome. Or we can go to a Laker Road game where it's less expensive. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh you know, yes, yes. Yeah. We, we have uh, growing up in LA, um, and especially now with LeBron and with, you know, Alonzo and, you know, the ticket prices have gone up extremely high. Um, but like a road trip to Sacramento or like you said, even a trip to Dallas, um, just, and seeing Doncic would be a treat as well. Luca seems like, you seem like you're gonna have a night, nice, even though you're probably gonna get a lot of Dallas games on your local TV network. You mm-hmm. seem like it's gonna be a treat. Definitely.
3: No, yeah, I've watched a lot of their preseason games just because, like, my brother and so many friends are Mavericks fans. So, yeah, they're gonna have an exciting team, and uh, it's always nice to uh, catch the Lakers when they come in town. I usually go to one, the the one time they come, if not if not both times. So, looking forward to more games here for sure. Do you do you get any uh do you get any shit being the only Laker fan around? No, well uh you know especially like in the Kobe era, I mean if you go anywhere because I've seen the Lakers in like five or six cities probably throughout my life and uh um there's always a huge Lakers presence even the last couple of years when you know they've been pretty terrible <laughs> but uh, there's <laughs> been a uh, there's been a we huge well, Lakers presence. So you might get some, like, if you're, especially if you're sitting, like, next to some like, big group of Mavs fans or whatever city you're in. But, uh, Laker fans travel. Um, you know, in the 2010 playoffs, I went to game four of the Lakers Thunder series in Oklahoma City. I drove up from Dallas and, uh, yes. And I, the Lakers probably lost by like 30, 35, but, uh, they, they had a big presence there that night too. So. Oh yes.
0: There, you know, there are some Laker games that they just don't show up and <laughs> you're like, it's yeah. like shit. Like, I guess, I said, and you, you're like, you drove all this way. And like, yeah. <laughs> it's a great feeling, isn't it? <laughs> like, I love, I love being a fan.
3: No, yeah, it's the best. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping to, like you said, that this going to be a good year for all Lakers fans in Los Angeles and Texas, wherever they are. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, well, if it's okay with you, we'd love to have you on again. Maybe I like, uh, you, you know,
0: as you were going to use Spiro, we'll use you. We'll talk about the Lakers. You can check in and talk about it and see how your podcast is moving on throughout the year.
3: No, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I'll kind of keep you up to date on guys I'm getting scheduled. And if you ever want to jump on and ask a former Lakers some questions as well, you feel free. That'd be awesome. That'd be a great feeling. Please tell, uh, um, tell our listeners where
0: they can find you and how to, uh, pretty much follow you and find your podcast.
3: Yeah, um, so I do have the Forgotten Lakers Instagram. Uh, it's just at Forgotten Lakers. I post a lot of pictures of former Lakers, videos of their highlights, uh, sometimes little snippets of our interviews. Um, so that's on Instagram, and then you can find the Forgotten Lakers podcast on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, and Google Play. Awesome.
0: Well, Jeff, thank you for so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, and. As a fellow Lecter fan, we wish you luck. We hope that we have a championship podcast coming soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> realistic <laughs> as it is.
3: Right. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate you coming on and uh, best of luck to you guys as well. All right. Take it easy, man. Have a good night. You too. Thank you.